Do you need help accelerating your career journey? Then check out my courses and resources over at fasttracktofearless.com. Podcast listeners get a special 20% discount on the website. Enter the code POD20 at checkout. Welcome to Fast Track to Fearless. I'm Tracy Forsyth, and I'm here to help you become 100% career confident. Particularly the midlife years. So many people feel as if they're going to just tread water through this bit. And I'm so passionate about this season being so important. Throughout the series, we learn the secrets of inspirational people and fearless leaders as they share their journeys to success. Today, I am joined by Katie Hill, known to millions for her TV and radio presenting pedigree. And these days, she is a personal development and empowerment coach, encouraging incredible souls to live out their lives in a limitless fashion. Welcome, Katie. Oh, it's so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I want to kick off with asking you how and why you got into coaching. Yeah, I know. Well, what people won't know is that Tracy and I met each other doing our main bulk of coach training. Prior to that, I had been in broadcast. So in 94, I started working on Blue Peter and I did that until 2000. And then a broadcast career kind of unfolded in front of me. And then, and I loved it. I loved every second, but Blue Peter had been the place that I really wanted to be because I was a 70s child. And back then girls were given sewing kits for Christmas and I didn't want a sewing kit I wanted to jump out of a plane and Peter was the one place that I saw girls being for want of a better word you know pretty badass and and being brave and playing all out and I loved it and so these were the days before the Spice Girls and girl power and and that was the place I wanted to be but I was the shyest kid in school and anyway, fast forward, I landed the job and I was still the shyest kid in, in anywhere. Um, and I kind of felt like landing the job would instantly make me this gregarious, confident human. And the biggest shock ever was, oh, my gosh, I'm still the same person with all the same fears. And actually, I remember vividly thinking, wow, like it was a real moment for me because I just thought, I want to go to everyone on their deathbed and say that thing you thought would fulfill you, it wouldn't have, you know, it was the first lesson for me of fulfillment, not being this destination of it being in the now. And obviously that is a, something that I now work on with my coaching clients. Sorry. So I didn't actually answer your question. Tell us about the move into coaching. So 2017, I found myself presenting Heart Breakfast, which was an amazing job. I had an alarm at 3.30 in the morning. I loved it. We were on air live for four hours. But my daughter was about to start secondary school and I wanted to be around in the mornings. And I just kind of had this sudden realization that I was living the life that had unfolded in front of me. So as I describe it, it was life by default, not life by design. And whilst I loved it, it wasn't necessarily true to who I was at the core in that moment. And so I left Heart and someone said to me, why don't you do a course in NLP? And I did and loved it, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And that led on to doing a full coaching course, which is where I met you. And I think, again, it was a massive pivotal moment for me because I sort of went into it not 
necessarily thinking I would become a coach. I just was fascinated by personal development. And then through doing the course, I realized that even as someone who has, you know, always loved personal development, I was learning things on that course at the age of what was I then about 48 that I'd never learned my whole life. And it was so it was tools and techniques that were so key to living a fulfilled life. And I couldn't believe that I'd got to that point and not been through those processes myself before. And I just found it absolutely transformational. And I had this massive passion for equipping and empowering others to live all out. Because I think, you know, I I played very big in my early career on Blue Peter. And I look at most of what I did now and thought, wow, how how did that happen? And I think, you know, we can all limit ourselves so much because we believe that we're the shyest kid in school or not very good at public speaking or whatever it is. And because... I never equated being the shy girl with stopping me land this dream role. It made me realize very early on that actually something that we work on as coaches is if you get somebody so clear on their why, so clear on the what they want in life, that actually they have no choice but to step up and be brave and make it happen. And I, and I love that so much. And so I guess I learned that at quite an early age. And now that's what I help other people to do in their own lives. Wonderful. And yeah. and how would you describe what coaching is? I think coaching is giving yourself permission to hit pause. It's giving yourself permission to ask all the questions that you never ask yourself. You know, I often talk about the fact that we stop dreaming, for example. Most of us have massive realizations when we're laying on a beach looking at a a horizon you come back from holiday all vibed up and excited for life and then suddenly before you know it you're back into work and all of those dreams that you thought of just kind of disappear down the plug hole with your suntan and for many of us the pandemic whilst it had so many challenges and it was an awful thing for us to collectively walk through I think it provided this pause on life a sort of getting off the hamster wheel you know that obviously not if you were a frontline worker but getting off the hamster wheel and actually being able to take a step back and go is this the life I want to live and actually I'm sure you were the same but I thought the bottom would fall out of coaching absolute opposite happened because so many people were realizing that they were living life by default and they wanted to explore how the life they wanted to live looked and they had no idea and then you bring in the professionals you know because as you and I say and as we knew from our training it's not about coaches having the answers for your life we have all the questions you know we very much work on the premise that you as the individual are naturally creative resourceful and whole and that you have all the answers for your own life I would never be arrogant enough to think I have the answers even for my children's life I just have answers for mine and everybody's the same and the trouble is we never take the time to ask the questions that are going to get us to those answers and that's what a coach does coaching is like having a personal trainer for your life and career I think and in the same way that there is a million and one different personal trainers um, there are coaches you know so they're different coaches for different people and different tribes and all that kind of thing so how would you describe your typical client Um, I love you did a coaching corner once on this exact topic about the personal trainer thing. And I loved that analogy. I think for me, I one to one coach women. I do talks and workshops and stuff within companies, but one to one I coach women. And 
they're from all walks of life. So I've just finished with working with an, a lady who's in the Senate in the States. I work with, you know, women in their early 40s who have lost themselves in motherhood. I work with women who are perimenopausal, who have are walking through a season change in life and wondering who the hell they are. I think the thing that links them all together is that they feel lost in some way. And so we go on an amazing journey together to rediscover who they are now, because so many of us live with who we were when we were 20. Well, that's not who we are when we're 50. And I think I'm very passionate about particularly the midlife years. I think so many people feel as if they're going to just tread water through this bit and they'll just get, you know, get to retirement. And I'm so passionate about this season being so important you know in Japan they call it the second spring and I love that and I think you can't feel like the best years are behind you I absolutely think this point in life is super exciting you know we're cleverer than we've ever been we're possibly more confident than we've ever been and and you know what's possible from here and and I know you very much have had a gorgeous portfolio career and I think that's so great these days that we can do that and the days of doing a job from 20 to 65 and it being the same job are kind of gone you know and and I love the the way that people can pivot through through life and maybe after the pandemic they wanted something different but didn't know what that looked like and so being able to help people on that journey is is so lovely for me and I I get such joy from seeing transformation in my clients lives and it's and it's just things that we don't ever take the time to do for ourselves yeah absolutely and and I definitely would want to echo that the second spring or whatever it's called mm. for me certainly life a new chapter started when I turned 49 50 and I have to say I found it incredibly uh, fulfilling and meaningful and purposeful so I often think this junction is when you can use your expertise and experience and put it yeah. into something that you find extremely fulfilling. Any season that makes you feel vulnerable, you know, the, the midlife season can do that for a lot of people. The pandemic did that for a lot of us. To look on the flip of it being a negative thing and to embrace the vulnerability, you know, Brene Brown talks extensively about vulnerability being where the magic happens and you can only grow if you walk through vulnerability and I think we live our life trying to stay nice and cozy and safe but I would encourage everyone watching to just embrace the fact that the pandemic shook life as we know it I there's a phrase that I love and it kind of nods back to my Blue Peter days and and the phrase is a ship in harbour is safe but that's not what a ship is for and yeah, the Blue yeah. Peter was a ship that the, the show was called that because it was when a ship left port to go on a voyage of discovery, they would raise a flag called the Blue Peter. And so for everybody, I think, you know, the safety of being behind the harbour wall, that's long gone. You know, your ship is out on the on the ocean. So yes. what can you build from here? How can you embrace that vulnerability? Like what's the shore that you're looking for? You know, Ariella Huffington during the pandemic said, you know, nothing should go back to normal. Normal wasn't working. If we go back to normal, we've lost the lesson. We need to rise and do better. And I would just encourage everyone as we're going back to normal, is the normal you're going back to what you want to go back to because yeah. this is the time you know this is the time to lean into that feeling and and get scared <laughs> what is the one thing that keeps coming up time and time again do you think in your coaching clients life balance being completely off is a massive one for people just the complete loss of self the loss of who they are the loss of who they were as well you know i think there's a lovely um analogy I think we learned it when we were coaching and it's always stuck with me of how 
when you're younger, you're, you play a complete piano and then something a bit scary happens in that lower octave. So you don't play that anymore. You just kind of play up here and then something happens in a high octave. And before you know it, you're shutting down parts of life and you're just playing chopsticks in the middle. And so I would love to encourage everyone to get expansive and think about, you know, what, what are the parts of you that you parked over the years? And you suddenly look back and go, I used to love playing netball. I used to love climbing mountains, whatever it was, often through parenthood and life and everyone's busy, you stop doing these things that actually make you feel alive. And so just to encourage everyone to think back about what are the elements of life that they've parked and maybe how can they start reintroducing those in a week in, week out way. That's the thing with coaching. We coach the whole person. We don't coach you solely about work because people often come to coaching thinking it's about work. And once you look at the whole picture, it's not about work at all. It's about something that's happening over here. So the beauty of it is, is that we do forget that we are whole human beings. We, we very much focus on the work element, which gets blown out of all proportion. And that's what I love most, I think, with my clients is when you look at the balance of their life, they suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, I'm way off kilter and getting them back to, you know, living a more balanced life and, and living life in line and true to who they are and their values. Wonderful. And then my next question is like coaching is definitely or can be an investment both in time and in money. A lot of people are very reluctant to spend money on their own personal development or professional development. I don't know. There seems to be a bit of a barrier against it on, in, in certain instances. But what, what difference do you think coaching makes? I think having seen it before I went into coaching, I possibly thought it was a little bit, um, a bit woo. <laughs> and now I've seen how transformative it is in my clients' lives and in and in people's lives from every walk of life, you know, it's not one one type of coach. It coaching helps everybody. It's like it's like having a mirror held up to you, and it's like having someone cheerlead and championing you. It's like having somebody holding you accountable, you know, because we get away with what we can. And if someone's checking up on you and going, "Did you do that thing you were going to do?" and one of the most thrilling things for me, I think, is equipping people to power past fear. And I love what you do with Fast Track to Fearless because fear is something that everybody kind of labels themselves with, actually. It's kind of easy to go, oh, I would do that, but I'm not like you. I'm not fearless. I've had a lifetime of people saying that to me. You know, every time I was jumping out of a plane on Blue Peter, I was scared out of my mind, but I knew that I wanted that feeling that comes when you're free falling with a parachute and hoping it opens. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, that's the thing. I think people hide behind fear. And there's a wonderful American coach called Tara Moore, who trained at the same place that you and I did. And I recently found out that, you know, in, in the Hebrew Bible, there are two words for fear, Pashad and Yira. And Pashad is a fear of staying within a boundary so it's like if you were get if you were going to be chased by a tiger or the monster under a bed or it's kind of whoa it, it's just the worst feeling of fear and it's the thing that it, it does serve you because it stops you walking off a cliff happy days but there's another kind of fear called yira which i had never heard of and yira is when you're going to expand a boundary when you're going to break through a boundary so yira is the feeling when you're going to play bigger than you normally do which I absolutely love because that is something, that's a feeling to lean into. And actually at the end of each day, if you think to yourself, where did I feel year out today? Where did I feel that kind of, whoa, it's that kind of excitement when you're gonna yeah. 
step on a stage and speak or, you know, it's not comfy, but you do it because you know it's going to expand who you are and how you're showing up to life. And I just love that feeling like, you know, not all fear is created equal and to lean into the life-giving year out fear that is going to help you develop. Yeah, listening to you speak, it it just reminds me that, you know, we hate being out of our comfort zone, but if we're going to reframe that, out of your comfort zone is into your growth zone. And uh, we would lead very small, comfortable lives maybe if we didn't do anything, but we wouldn't necessarily grow and develop. And yeah, yeah, it's a choice, isn't it? What I wanted to ask you is also, what are your top tips for people out there for them to think about when they're choosing a coach? What do you think they should consider? I think think you need to look for somebody whose messaging resonates with who you are. So if you see somebody and what they're saying excites you, you know, if you watch Tracy's Coaching Corner and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, I've never thought of this stuff. Also, if there's an element of working with them that scares you, amazing, go and do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know because it's not about feeling comfy you need to know that this person is going to be able to inspire and challenge you to take action and check up on you so it ne- there needs to be a slight fear is probably the wrong word but you know it needs to be someone that you think is going to be able to hold you accountable you're not just there to have a cup of coffee <laughs> and yeah. you won't be offered one either <laughs> <laughs> well it's probably that it was what did you call it era that you were talking about that breaking yeah. boundaries that excitement about breaking boundaries you're talking about yeah. I just think we hide so much behind fear don't we you know and the other thing I learned recently I was obviously looking into fear quite in depth for something I was working on and this is another thing that I think people watching might find quite liberating because I did the only two fears that you're born with the intrinsic human fears are a fear of heights and a fear of loud noises everything else you've learned which I think is liberating because it means that you can work with a coach and unlearn it stop living behind it you know I'm scared of public speaking well unlearn it I'm scared of being the boss well guess what you can unlearn that as well and I think that's we hide behind so much don't we you know, Tracy and I will call you out. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you so much, Katie. So tell us if people are resonating with what you're saying and people are thinking Katie is the right coach for me. I want to find out more. Where, what, what could they do? You could head to katiehill.com, which is my website. And on social media, I am at I'm Katie Hill, Katie with a Y. Thanks for listening to Fast Track to Fearless with me, Tracy Forsyth. Subscribe to the show for news of future interviews and to stay up to date with Coaching Corner. Please review and like the show on Apple Podcasts. If you need further inspiration for your own career journey, you can check out all my courses and resources on FastTrackToFearless.com. And don't forget, podcast listeners get a special 20% discount on the website by using the code POD20 at checkout. This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk.